I still remember opening out the envelope. I felt the weight of the card and then I started tapping it on the table. What? When I tell you that, that, that noise, man, I was like, damn, I made it. I, I don't care what anyone says. I made it in life. I got a metal card. So I had my girl. She knew she had some big expenses that she was going to pay for. So I was like, I want you to use my card. Pay for whatever you got to pay for. Then send me the money so I can pay it off. And so all the things that she was already going to pay, I pretty much had to use my card for and send me the money. Plan big expenses around the time that you're going to have your welcome bonus. That way you can put it on your card and then just pay it off because you were going to pay them anyways. The journey to wealth is a long walk, and some may walk quicker than others, but what good is sprinting to the finish line if you pass out when you cross it? On Walk to Wealth, we enlighten and empower young adults to build wealthy, abundant lives. They say the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, and your first step starts right now. This is Walk to Wealth with your host, John Mendez. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Walk to Wealth podcast. If you're tuning in on YouTube or any of the podcast directories, make sure to do yourself one teeny tiny little favor and make sure to give us a follow because I don't want you to miss out on any of the amazing episodes I'm bringing on this year. Without further ado, let's get right into this one. So if you've been tuning into the series, you would know how I got to a 700 credit score. Just a quick recap. Essentially, all I did was I opened up the self-credit builder app and started using that that same month. I opened up my first customized cash rewards card with Bank of America, got approved. And then from there, I started making monthly on-time payments pretty much every single month, paying in full. And then I started learning about personal finance. So that's what I did to take me from like absolutely zero credit score at all to 700. Now, how I checked my credit score was on Experian, Credit Karma, and uh, Equifax. And I'll tell you a little bit about that. And I think part four of the series, I forget, either part three or part four. I'm not too sure. But I'm going to go into the credit, card, the credit score stuff a little bit later. Anyways, to pick up where I left off, now we're in December of 2020. I told you guys I started watching a whole bunch of personal finance videos. I started reading this book called I Will Teach You to Be Rich. And in the book, it talked about the Chase Sapphire Preferred card. Now, I knew I couldn't get that card. So I was like, all right, what's the lowest Chase card that they have? Like the most beginner entry level Chase card that they have? Because Chase, they're a little stubborn when it comes to accepting new applicants. At least that's what I'm told. For me... It wasn't all that hard, but Amex actually gave me a lot harder of a time to get approved for their cards than Chase did. But that's another story for when I talk about Amex cards. So after I read the Chase Sapphire Preferred, I started looking into Chase Freedom Flex. And I was looking at this card, and I was like, damn, this is a pretty good card. So let me tell you why I personally wanted it. Now, this card has a lot more benefits, but the reason that I wanted it, that drew, that drew me in. So they had a 20,000 point welcome bonus on $500 spend, which was virtually nothing. And I think you had three months to get that get that accomplished. So you had three months to spend $500, which is, if you do the math, then like two third, like 166 or something like that, if I'm not mistaken, I don't even know. But um, pretty much, I was like, all right, that's really doable. Then from there, I also had 5% cash back or points back on up to 1.5K spend on different categories every quarter so some quarters might be like target walmart whatever costco like it's it changes every single quarter gas but it was like five percent back i'm like okay then on top of that 
it had 5% back on all Lyft rides. So I was like, all right, I'm not using Uber ever again. I'm getting 5% back on all my points. It also has 3% back on dining and drugstores. So if you eat out at restaurants, boom, that's 3% back. And if you go to any like CVS or Walgreens, which most of us do, boom, there's that. Then it has 1% back on all other purchases. And then on top of that, it has MasterCard Elite Concierge Services. So when I book my travel before I head anywhere, at least for personal travel, I always call the MasterCard Concierge Service and they can help get me um, different uh, itinerary lists and ideas of what to do and when to do them. They can also help book reservations for me and all this different stuff. Plus, it was just like a calm flex just to have. And the icing on top, they have no annual fee, 12% zero APR. Now, I was like, well, all this... And this is just like the beginner level. I got to sign up for this card. Like this card is going to be the one. So in the summer of 2020, I ended up applying for it. And I got instantly approved, if I'm not mistaken, for 1800 credit limit, which is, as I said, at that time, I got approved for the 500 bucks um, on the Bank of America when I first applied. But they approved me for 1800 And at that time, my credit score was a little, uh, I think, 690 at that time. So I went to 700 and it dipped a little bit. By the time we applied, my score was 690. And a little quick ninja hack. So at least for the Bank of America card that I have, I can request a credit limit increase, right? So what I did was I requested a credit limit increase on my Bank of America card. Now, make sure you check on your card if you can do this. Some cards, like the Chase cards that I have, you have to, if you want a credit limit increase, they have to do a hard pull on your credit. But with my Bank of America card, I don't have to do a hard pull on my credit and I could still request an increase. So I requested an increase and they approved me to 1500. So right before I applied, I did that and I went from 500 to 1500. So that's 3x in growth. My credit limit just jumped up. Then I applied for that Chase card and then I got approved for 1800. So now all in, I got 3300 in credit limit um, that I have access to. Now, this is where the story starts to go so- south a little bit. So now in January of 2021, I'm hot, you know, I'm feeling good. Like I got this brand new Chase credit card and I got this new increase on my Bank of America card. And I was like, all right, now is that time. I'm going to wait 30 days and then I'm going to get the Chase Sapphire preferred. And so I ended up applying for the Chase Sapphire preferred and it was like an instant denial. Now here's another ninja trick. If you don't get approved right away, you can call what's called the reconsideration line. I'm not sure if all credit card servicers or whatever providers have them, but I know Chase does and I know Amex does. So I called the Chase reconsideration line so that they can reconsider my application and automatically approve me, at least manually approve me. And so I called them and I was talking on the phone and they was like, oh, there's nothing that they could do. And pretty much the reason for was that my credit that I had access to wasn't high enough. They pretty much told me my pockets weren't big enough, essentially. They were like, John, you don't got the money, bro. Why are you applying for this card? And I was a little butthurt, not going to lie, because I was feeling I was feeling like I was the next big thing because I got my first Chase credit card. And I thought because I was already in the Chase ecosystem, then it was pretty much going to be an automatic approval. So I think I told you guys in the last episode, the Chase Sapphire Preferred got a minimum credit limit of 5000 Now, my Chase, my Chase Freedom Flex and my Bank of America card, combined only added up to 3300 So really, I never had any business applying for that Chase Sapphire Preferred. 
But I ended up doing so. They declined me. I didn't get it. So now I got a hard pull. My credit score drops a little bit. Next, I ended up maxing out my credit card that month of January. I think I was literally like a dollar away from maxing it out. So I was like 17 98 or something like that and some change and that hit my credit score and then my credit score dropped again so now i just got the knife from my credit card and then i maxed out my credit card so that's boom boom back to back l's right there and then from there and around march i ended up helping uh, i was talking to my dad and he has a landscaping company and he wanted to get some new machines and so let him talk me into helping him get one new machine i think it was gonna cost like twelve thousand. So I was going to take out a personal loan for 10 bands and then help my dad pay it. And then he was going to pay me monthly. So whatever the payments were, he was going to pay me. That way I can get like a large line of credit on my credit score and I have the monthly payments showing so I can start building my score. But I ended up applying for that personal loan and he denied me as well. Right. So now back to back to back months, pretty much January, I maxed out my card. I ended up applying for Sapphire Preferred, it got denied. And then I got applied for this personal loan and got denied as well. So now my credit score dropped, I believe I'm under 700 again. And I was like, all right, I need to get back on the wagon. I need to get back in the game and start getting my credit score in the right direction. So I waited till April and pretty much I applied for a Chase student checking account. Now, the reason I applied was because there's no monthly maintenance fee. I could start building a relationship with Chase and it had cash deposits. Now, the cash deposit was big for me because I worked at a restaurant at the time. So I was making a lot of cash and I needed some place that I can put my money into. And of course, I didn't go to Bank of America, but I didn't really want to bank with them anyways. So Schwab, which is an online bank account, I can't deposit any cash there because it's online. So I was like, all right, I'll open up a Chase account and it's going to be dope. I'm going to rebuild my relationship with Chase, see that I'm really a valued customer, a valued member, and then help me get my uh, score back up. Well, that's not going to help me, but... I was going to get my score back up at the same time so I can continue applying for Chase cards. So I ended up after that, a while after that, I applied for the Chase Freedom Limited and I got instantly approved for a credit limit of $500. Now, at that time, I think my credit score was about 709 on Experian. And the reason I got the Chase Freedom Limited is because it's like the sister to the Freedom Flex. It's a beginner card and it has another 20K um, welcome bonus points on 500 spend in three months at that time. On top of that, I had 5% back on lifts and uh, 5% back on any travel booked through the Chase portal. I had 3% on dining and drugstore and then 1.5% back on everything else. And it had the 12 months, 0% APR, no annual fee. So it's very similar to the Chase Freedom Flex. The only real difference is that it doesn't have the rotating quarterly 5% back. And instead of 1% everything else, it has 1.5% everything else. So it's a really good card to use. And that was... A step in the right direction. I was like, all right, boom. Then from there, in the summer of 2021, I disputed two hard inquiries off my personal credit. And now how I did this, I forget exactly the step-by-steps, but pretty much I think only one went through. And this helped me bring up my score a little bit. But I had to pretty much mail this letter that I got off of YouTube. I watched a bunch of YouTube videos. I found this letter and I took the template. I changed it to have my name, my information, stuff like that. And then I physically mailed it to all the credit bureaus. And then from there, one of them ended up getting back to me. And so that helped me bring up my score back up. Along that same time in summer of 2021, I applied for another Bank of America credit limit increase. So I went from 1.5 to 2 bands. So now I have a 2,000 credit limit on my Bank of America account 
And every six months, I always ask for a credit limit increase on my BOA card. So I have 2K on the BOA. I have 1800 on the Freedom Flex. And then they upped it to 3.6K. I don't know why, but Chase, I guess, randomly checks your account and sees if you qualify for an approval or not. So they ended up putting me up to 3.6K, doubling what I originally had. And then I had another 500 on the Freedom Unlimited. So if we do the math, that's like, if I'm not mistaken, 6,100 in total credit limit in, um, that I had access to. And so I was like, all right, boom, my credit score is building. I disputed one of the hard inquiries, hard inquiries off my account. I have a pretty good relationship with Chase now. And I got two cards and I got the Chase student Chang's account. So in September of 2021, I ended up applying for the Chase Sapphire Preferred. Same card I got denied back in February or late January of that year. And I get, ended up getting instantly approved. Now, around that time, my credit score bumped up to 734. Right? I had a 734 when I applied and they approved me for 5,000. And the welcome bonus on that was 100K points, but you had to spend 4K in three months. And so I knew that going in. And one, I didn't even make enough money to be spending 4K, right? Two, well, who on earth is spending 4K? At least not me. I was barely making any money. So here's what I did. So I had my girl. She knew she had some big expenses that she was going to pay for. So I was like, all right, here's what we're going to do. I want you to use my card. Pay for whatever you got to pay for. Then send me the money so I can pay it off. And so all the things that she was already going to pay, I pretty much had to use my card for and send me the money. And so... Quick trick when it comes to welcome bonuses, especially for the cards that have larger welcome bonuses, you usually have to spend a large amount as well. So what you want to do is plan big expenses around the time that you're going to have your welcome bonus. That way you can put it all on your card and then just pay it off because you're going to pay them anyways, right? So that's what I did. And she ended up paying for, I think she's probably spent the most of it. She probably spent like 3000 or 3500 of it. I only had to spend like $500 of my own money because she was going to make all these purchases anyways. And then I got 100,000 points. So if we do the math, I got the 20K from the Chase Freedom Flex. Then I got the 20K from the Freedom Unlimited. And then I got the 100K from the Sapphire Preferred. So now I'm sitting at a little over 140,000 because I was still getting points back from regular everyday spend. So I probably had a little over, if I'm not mistaken, like 150 to 160,000 um, by the time I applied for, when I applied and got my welcome bonus from Chase Sapphire Preferred. And now that card, you get 5% back on Lyft. You get 3% back on dining, select streaming and online grocery stores. You get 2% back on any travel and then 1% back on everything else. So pretty standard. But here's where it starts getting wavy. If you're using the points to book travel in the Chase Travel Portal, you get a 1.25 multiplier. So if you have 100,000 points, now that's instantly 125,000, right? And on top of that, you get, and this is what I mainly use it for, a one-to-one -one points transfer to a bunch of travel partners. But for me, the ones that I use are JetBlue and Marriott, but there's a ton more. They have a bunch more airlines. And some of the hotels is like they have IHG. I forget they got the Hyatt. I think that's the same thing. I know they have some pretty good hotels, but I mainly use Marriott and JetBlue. And I only have to pay $95 a year to keep it open, which is virtually nothing. For all the benefits and the bonuses that I'm getting just by having that card, it's just easily well worth it. So now if you notice anything, this is my first card with an annual fee. When you start getting really deeper into the credit card game, 
you have the credit card fees can add up pretty quickly. So you want to make sure you know that you're getting your money's worth for whatever card you're applying to. And so you do your research before you ever apply so that after you get your welcome bonus, the following year, you can still get value from that car. And the last thing why I love the Chase Tire Fire Preferred is that it's a partially metal card. I still remember opening out the envelope. I felt the weight of the card and then I started tapping it on the table. What? When I tell you that, that, that noise, man, I was like, damn, I made it. I, I don't care what anyone says. I made it in life. I got a metal card. And so that was probably like the biggest flex factor in the planet for me, which is the fact that it was a metal card. And so that's how I got the Chase Trifecta. Now, here's a little caveat. The Chase Trifecta, different people, they they vary. Some people get the Chase Sapphire Reserve instead of the Chase Sapphire Preferred. Some people do it with a business card. There's different ways. But essentially, a Trifecta, it's just three Chase cards, essentially. But the, oh, I guess the OG Chase Trifecta is like the Freedom Flex, the Freedom Unlimited, and then one of the Sapphire cards, right? So that was my Trifecta. Now, the reason why... I started going on Chase first before I went to Amex was because Chase has this rule called the 524 rule. And what the 524 rule say, states is that if you have five credit cards that you applied for in, within 24 months, if you're still within that 24 month period and you try to apply for a six card with them, you'll be automatically declined if I'm not mistaken. So I was like, all right, let me get in the Chase ecosystem, get whatever Chase cards I need to get out the way. And then from there, I start opening up to Amex and other cards. So that's what I did. And that's why I started off with the Chase Trifecta. And then I went from there. But now you may be wondering, like, John, but how did you learn all this stuff? How do you know what cards have what multipliers and what points back and all these different ways to use cards? On well, the next episode, I'm going to be sharing with you guys how I learned about building my credit score. Like the people I watched on YouTube, the websites, everything that I looked into about credit score so that you could start understanding your credit score and start building it. And if you would like, get a set of points and miles game. So make sure to tune into the next episode where I talk about how to understand your credit score. So essentially, just a quick recap, how I got my Chase Trifecta. So I pretty much, I applied for a credit limit increase with Bank of America, went from 500 to 1500. Then shortly after, I applied for the Chase Freedom Flex. And then from there, I ended up applying for the Sapphire Preferred, got denied. I applied for a personal loan, got denied from that. And then I applied, I opened up a Chase Student Checkers account. I applied for the Chase Freedom Unlimited. Then I disputed a hard inquiry on my credit report. I got a credit limit increase on my Chase card. And then another credit limit increase on my Bank of America card. And then I applied for the Chase Sapphire Preferred. So from December of 2020 to September of 2021 was a time period of when I got my Chase Trifecta. And at that point, by the time I got the sci-fi preferred, my credit score had went up to like a 730. And after I got that welcome bonus, I had a little over probably 150,000 points. So that's that next episode. I'm going to see you guys how to start learning about credit. So I'll see you in the next one. You've now finished taking the first step. Now let us help you take the next one. Subscribe to our newsletter at walk2wealth.com. That's walk2wealth.com. So we can keep you moving on your journey. We'll see you on the next episode of Walk to Wealth with John Mendez.